The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Ticket to ride. I think I'm going to be satisfied. <laughs> I think it's today. Uh, Andrew, check out this gun show right here. I got it because this song oh. is heavy metal, baby. Oh, yeah. Mm, at least according to John, elevators over there. Uh, I know what he means. It's slow until the end, but not plotting. Trying something new and succeeding, I think. I love the sped-up ending, which is, I guess, normal speed. Uh, so maybe they invented Punk 2 in this song? <laughs> I'm not going to give that a Beatles did it. <laughs> All right. In my opinion. All right. Uh, yeah, the double-time thing is pretty cool that they do at the end. It's kind of like a, almost like a rave-up like you would hear in like gospel music. Um, but I don't really agree that this is proto-metal. I've, I've heard this comment before. And I'm not sure I really understand it. I mean, I guess it's kind of the heaviest song on the catalog so far, but metal? Uh, I don't know. But uh, personal story time. Um, I had personal mentioned that story I, time. Thank you. I'm so glad we got the theme song in time for this episode. Uh, I had Dude. mentioned that I had seen Help as a kid, and this is the song that I remembered most from that movie. Um, so I guess that this was probably my first favorite Beatles song. Very cool. Yeah, I like. I always associate this song with the movie and them skiing. Yeah, I mean it's like it's with so- I should have known better and playing cards. Right. Does, exactly. With a hard day's night. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I. I mean, I'd mentioned in another episode that uh, famously my mother does not like the Beatles, uh, but we did tape this. And I remember watching it as a kid with my mom, so she at least uh, stomached hmm. it so I could learn about the Beatles or something, or just understood that, hey, Andrew likes music. So, uh, But I love Ringo's drumming in this song. It's always one of my favorite songs to play on the drum set. And, you know, the chiming guitar just, you know, hits me in all the right places. So your mom is a film buff, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> you know, we never you never explained yeah. why... Uh, your mom doesn't like the Beatles, not on the air. Oh, uh, my mom, when she was in college, uh, the room next door to hers on the weekends would play nothing but Beatles music. Right. So she would just hear the Beatles nonstop, and she just got absolutely sick of it. It's which, tragic, really. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it's like too much of a good thing. But I, I mean, it was kind of funny because like, I never grew up with Beatles music being played in the house. Uh, my dad had one Beatles album. You had Sergeant Pepper on vinyl, um, and that was really it. So a lot of this I had to kind of find out for myself as I became a teenager. It's like being and in the Soviet Union, try, having to sneak in for, uh, yeah, try to sneak some music in, some contraband Beatles. Right, yeah. and they put it on, like, x-rays. That's right. That's right. Ah, those were the days. Uh, this Chicken and Ride was written by John and Paul, although the precise nature of their contributions has been disputed. In one of his final interviews, Lennon claimed it was mainly his work. 
John said that was one of the earliest heavy metal records made. Now we know where that came from. Paul's <laughs> contribution was the way Ringo played the drums. Paul claimed in 1994 he had more, it was more of a collaborative effort. He also explained he was particularly proud of the double time coda in Ticket to Ride. This was the first Beatles single to be longer than three minutes. Ticket to Ride so was so long. Such uh, a long song. Oh my god, I. I was always late because I was still listening to the song. <laughs> Recording it. Ticket to Ride was heralded by the music press, heralded upon its release as a departure from the group's familiar territory. Certainly, its unusual drum patterns and downbeat lyrics were a departure from the Beatles' usual upbeat optimism. John in 1970 said it was a slightly new sound at the time. It was pretty fucking heavy for then. If you go and look at the charts for what other music people were making, you hear it now and it doesn't sound too bad, but it'd make me cringe. If you give me the A track and I, re I remix it, I'll show you what it is really, but you could hear it there. It's a heavy record and the drums are heavy too. That's why I like it. Heavy, heavy, heavy. So, where do they get Ticket to Ride from? That's uh, it's a subject of a number of interpretations. And it's from the I mean, board game. It's from the board game. And by a number of uh, suggestions of what it's about, it's really, there's two. Paul's cousin, Bet, B-E-T-T, and her husband, Mike Robbins, owned a pub on Union Street in Ride, R-Y-D-E, on the north coast of the Isle of Wight. In the early 1960s, John and Paul hitchhiked to stay with them, and several years later, the journey inspired a pun on the phrase, Ticket to Ride. But, according to November 1999's A Hard Day's Right, The Stories Behind Every Beatles Song by Steve Turner, Don Short, a Daily Mirror music journalist, said, The girls who worked the streets in Hamburg, which is, one, which is where the Beatles performed in the early days, had to have a clean bill of health, and so the medical authorities would give them a card saying that they didn't have a dose of anything. I was with the Beatles when they went back to Hamburg in June 1966, and it was then that John told me that he had coined the phrase, a ticket to ride, to describe these cards. He could have been joking. You always have to be careful with John like that. But I certainly remember him telling me that. Wow. Mm. So I feel mm -hmm. like it's, it's both. I would say that they came to Ticket to Ride from both of those things. I would agree. It seemed it, both stories seem too plausible. That the truth lies somewhere in between. With usually with these kinds of things too. Both good stories. One's a pun and one's dirty. One's or a dirty clean. joke. Or clean, like Paul's grandfather in *The Hard Day's Night*. <laughs> uh, the sustained eight chord over the verses creates an implied drone common in Indian music. It supports a melody that author Ian McDonald terms raga-like. Um, covered by the Carpenters, the Bee Gees, Husker Du, Echo and the Bunny Men, and our friends Metallica, who parodied the song on their A Garage Days Night track, Everybody's Got a Ticket to Ride Except for Me and My Lightning. Nice. I, I think I gotta listen to Metallica now. <laughs> uh, I've also covered this, so I'm gonna add it to the list. Uh, okay. It probably, it probably won't make the wiki. And Andrew Loden. Look at that. I. Yep. Look at that. In Pink Floyd's eighth studio album, The Dark Side of the Moon, specifically at the end of the closing track, Eclipse, a brief orchestral sample of Ticket to Ride can be heard faintly in the background 
on some releases of the album. I didn't know that. I did not know that either, and happy 50th anniversary to Dark Side of the Moon. Happy 50! Dark Side. Love Counts, Zero. I thought this was the first single with Zero Loves, and then I remembered A Hard Day's Night existed, so... Ah, yes. But it's still a landmark song. Yeah, it's still a landmark song. It might not be proto-metal, but still, still interesting and different. Josie scale, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm gonna give it a yeah. Song rules. Ticket to ride is great. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine.